0: Radio for a really great future.
1: We're talking real money. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Talking Real Money, the podcast, the video cast, aka the combo cast. I, I am Don McDonald. That is Tom Cock. We are two escapees from the land of unfortunate names, <laughs> and we're here to help you out. I
2: thought for now, when you're going to be introducing, me <laughs> you know, me the is... land of misfit toys. Yeah, exactly. I thought for now, when you're going to be introducing me as your assistant, my assistant, Tom Yeah, Cox, my, so.
1: my assistant, yeah, right. Thomas Seacock. Everybody's uh, got to have a job. Uh, so, we, we used yeah. to call him We used to call him a valet, but uh, I couldn't keep up the British <laughs> accent, so exactly. just well, went to assistant. Work.
2: Thank you. Thank you for having Definitely me on the show. Definitely not Girl Friday. Sir McDonald. As McDonald's. they used to say back in the exactly. old
1: xenophobic way, days. Way,
2: way, way old.
1: All right, are we ready to do a I'm show ready now? ready to do We've it. Got, it. we started it. We better do be a really, do really it. good
2: show. So, actually, I've got a really good topic.
1: It's good. Really? Yeah, it's good. Yeah. I do. Often the the topics in which you're most confident.
2: Yeah, okay, well, give me a try. Just right. let me so know. so here's yeah. here's the topic. Okay.
1: All right, here is, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. Thomas Seacock. Yeah. My esteemed valet and assistant (laughs) will now share with you the topic of the podcast. The
2: topic of the podcast is the topic that really at the end, there's two reasons people call. They call, I just came into $150,000. What do I do? That's always number one. And I tell you, number two always is housing related, real estate. Should I invest in real estate? Should I sell all? It's always something around that. They always want to know. Mm-hmm. And the answer always is, it depends. There never is an answer, right? Because Don and I have agreed, and I think he's right on this one, that real estate should be a like lifestyle situation, not an investment situation, for the most part. There's some people that have bought things, they've owned them for a long time, especially commercial real estate, and they that it, it is an investing side to that. But for the most part, if you're looking at a home, Homes, whatever it is, it should be about what you want your life to look like, not about getting rich from real estate. Because while in the last couple of years it feels like you're going to make you rich over the long haul, not so much.
1: Well, here's the dilemma with even even in this environment. I mean, I've seen in my house, in which I've been for like 25 years, I've seen it go from 360 thousand dollars up to a million, back down to about 500. Then gradually it increased a little bit until like a year ago, it went and did something crazy. It went up to over a million dollars again. Yeah, it has been nuts. So we're going to talk. Yeah, go ahead. But here's the dilemma, though. Here's the dilemma. I got a million dollar house. but where do I go from
2: here? Yeah, you got to live somewhere. Well, you got Disneyland, and, you and now go live dumpy in castle houses, castle or something there, right? At Disneyland. No, they, Disney they, World. Pardon
1: me. they they are really adept at kicking people out of there. <laughs>
2: get you out of. Okay, two parts of all this. Out. Two reasons I want to talk about it. Number one is the Federal Reserve has actually issued a warning about the housing market and this is their quote showing signs of being in a bubble. Federal Reserve actually said that. Number two is I had a recent case where a gentleman came in He had a bunch of money from a house he sold. He's been sitting on it for a while, and then he went out and wanted to go buy another house. He's in his late 60s, and I said, I don't think that's a good idea, but let's take—
1: Well, but why wasn't it a good idea? He didn't have enough money. He wanted
2: to go buy another house. I said it's not a good idea. We'll talk about—yeah, you're right. It's not enough, but we'll talk about the other reasons why. But let's first take up the Federal Reserve's assertion. And the reason that they see maybe a bubble, number one, they talk about, and I didn't realize it gotten this high, the 30-year fixed uh, mortgage now, four almost seven percent 4.67%, which you and I know because we refinanced a year and a half ago, two years ago. Mine's at like 2.4. I mean, that's a pretty dramatic. Yeah, and mine's at 15 years. 2.6%. So yeah, or I mean, a pretty yeah. dramatic increase. Um, that's one. Number 2 and this is going to sound to people on the coasts you're going to laugh but the median price now is at an all time record which the median price at home In the United States of America, now four hundred and five thousand. Now I know you're going to giggle if you're in Seattle. Or I want that house. I know where is that? (laughs) Where it's well somewhere. Where's
1: that house? Fly over my town.
2: Fly over USA. Right. Uh, Their third reason is more and more people are using adjustable rate mortgages. The demand for those up twenty six percent from a year earlier because people can't afford to get into a thirty year. They need to have the adjustment. So they're saying and this is their quote again, there are signs of being at a tipping point, a tipping point. Uh, First of all, they look at exuberance, like didn't they use that around the stock market once in the late 90s We're reaching the point? Anyway.
1: Irrational exuberance. uh,
2: Thank you. Uh, They say that 95% is normal. And currently the exuberance ratio is at 115%. So way higher. Of course, the home price to income ratio is very high. Now the good news. The good news out of all this is they did say they do not see a similarity to 2006, 2007, which led to the meltdown in 2008, of course, uh, that that household balance sheets are better. Of course, income verification now required on loans, where there was all the liar loans to get pretty much anybody the money back in that 2005, 2006 situation. But if you're worried about the housing market, there's a good reason to worry. I don't worry about it because as Don said. We're kind of in our homes and we're not thinking about, you know, cashing out and getting rich, which brings me to the yeah I am real life example. Well, you're always thinking about that at some level, um, normally with yeah. your Bitcoin. But in this case, there, your circumstance has more to do with your longer term needs than it does with real estate. Let me explain. So a gentleman came in not long ago, as I said, sold a house a couple of years ago, and then was thinking he'd kind of wait to see what happened with the market. Well, that was a mistake. Because the amount of money he has now, there's no way. He wanted to go buy a home with cash. He has about $300,000. There is no home, uh, frankly, maybe an entire western Washington you could buy for 300000 I don't know where that would be. But the point Central was, Washington, Central maybe. Central Washington, yeah, perhaps. Yeah, you get over into Wenatchee, long, long Yakima, tribe. maybe, something like that. But even then, it's going to be hard. But here's the thing. Here's the deal. Okay, He is in his late 60s. He has no other savings. And he was insisting, I got to mm. go buy a house. And I said, no, you don't got to go buy a house. You're going to need to stay liquid. This is something people forget about. They they get in their heads. I think there's a lot of us in America think I have to own a home. He wants to do stuff outside in his yard. He wants to have all that. I said, you could do that with a rental property. You could find the right circumstance that fits your uh, your lifestyle, that fits your uh, finances, and I was recommending, no, you take that money, in, didn't, I don't say invest it, because if he changed his mind in three years, that was the other part, is he wanted to know sort of short-term, can I invest this and have it grow to the place could buy a house? I said, absolutely not. There no. would be no way if you needed that money in under five years, there's no way you should be investing, investing that in stocks to try to hope it goes up. That would be crazy. So again, this is something that you brought up, Don, previously, is that we have this... Mental state of mind that I need to own a home. And by the way, many people think I need to have it paid off when I retire, which I think is mistaken too, because they have a tendency to take liquid assets, stocks, bonds, cash, and pay off a mortgage with they don't need to, even at 4%. That's a low interest rate. So, again, if I was a seller, sure, there's a good time. But as you point out, got to have a place to move to. If I'm a buyer, I'm always cautious. Number three, if I'm a buyer and I'm in my late 60s, it you really got to make sure that your cash position, your liquid position is going to be there for the balance of your retirement. That's the part I think people forget about.
1: I think part of the reason, and there are several reasons why people are obsessed with owning houses. One is it springs from our parents and their parents and before them you know, a lot of people didn't own property and it was the American dream to own property. Uh, The other is they want fixed costs, not realizing (laughs) owning a home is not not a fixed cost. It's nowhere near a fixed cost. As a matter of fact, they're, you know, they say, well, rents are, you know, $200 higher than my mortgage would be. Well, but taxes go up on a mortgage, houses break. Um, I'm getting ready to spend about $20,000 fixing, replacing my air conditioning system, spent $3,500 fixing a staircase things break. And, uh, you really have to, when you get, this is, and I hate to put it this way, but I'm going to do, I'm going to do it anyway. This is the price you have to pay for not doing what we all should have done when we were younger. And that was put a whole heck of a lot more away. You know, and that's really what it comes down to. But it is more of a lifestyle thing, too. It's really lifestyle. And for this guy, it sounds like it is lifestyle. He wants the backyard. He wants all of that. I would say you should rent him your condo because there's a park right there. He can do some gardening Boy, out there. the you park. Boy,
2: really, you really rub the, the, the raw wounds there, don't you? Sure, no problem. I'll just move him right in. Uh, do you still have that condo? Oh, Again, now you're scratching. I mean, before it was kind of a rub. Now you're digging in with the claws. Thanks. Yeah. Appreciate it. <laughs>
1: No, that's not happening. No. You know, he could rent a part, part of your backyard. You need do gardening I mean, help. You, do I? Ever? You could, you know, the back the back forty there. The back forty just lays fallow. I would get uh, get him out there with a plow and a you know donkey. And the problem
2: and, if you take a plow about twenty feet past my my property line, it disappear down into that swamp. It'd be about ten minutes, be down. So there you go. Good luck.
1: Yeah, And 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 anything you grow out there, the bears want to right. get. Uh. Yeah, so real estate's not the be-all, end-all, and and these days it's not. And in the Seattle area, Tom's right. Boy, $300,000? Not going to happen. Barely a down payment on a lot of houses. Barely on some of them, like yours. Anyway, we need not his condo. That'd be cheaper. Um, We we take your questions, uh, and we get a lot that are written. So we're going to get one of those right now. And um, let's see. Uh, okay, here we go. Yep. This is a good one. Short one, too. Uh, oh, it says, Hey, Don. Oh, but that's because I that's did something okay. for him. It says, that's Hey, Don, okay. yeah. I appreciate you responding to my question on opening account at Comenity. I was able, this is a gentleman, just to give you a backstory, yep. he sent a question in saying, You guys uh, suggested Comenity Bank was paying three quarters of one percent on a savings account. Okay, I tried to open the account; they rejected me. Oh, they rejected. I
2: remember this. Yeah,
1: so, so he sent the question, and I and I I went live online, and at the time, and opened an account at Comenity and funded it with five thousand bucks, and. I'm making 0.75 oh, be on a money that was man. in Bank of in about- America, earning 0.00000000001. It,
2: at 0.75, you're going to have a lot of money. I
1: think I was earning about a penny a day. <laughs> no, a, a year. you have a
2: lot of money in about 20 no, years. No, I'm not going to have something. much money.
1: Yeah. But, yeah, He said, though, um, I was able to open an account. I never knew this. He was able to open an account after unfreezing ah, his, his credit. credit. was frozen. Interesting. So, they wouldn't open an account because his credit was frozen. Which you do huh. see. Hey, Herb, if you're listening, that's a, that, you know, when you talk about freezing accounts, that's something you. Well, you I'm do. really
2: hoping. You I'm remember. hoping. That just we to don't let face you know. As much of that now with the spring and everything else. So, but we'll see.
1: Well, it's getting warmer. Eventually, July will okay, so be. So, that nice was just there. an
2: update, not a
1: question. Uh, I, but there's the, ah, the question okay. follows. Yes. I know, uh, here it says, I have an additional okay. question. I know the FDIC limit for insurance is 500000 for a joint account. Do you see any significant risk in carrying a balance higher than that? I have a significant amount I need to keep liquid, $1 million for a future home purchase. Just wondering if it would be best to spread it among bank accounts and get the ma- or get the max at Comenity.
2: Uh, this is a personal judgment issue, but if you go back to, I think, not long after the FDIC was set up in 34, whatever it was,
1: yeah it was in I the 30s i believe yeah.
2: i'm correct in saying this i don't believe there is any bank in the united states that has not Mm-mm. met isn't paid out okay you've never been unable to
1: that wasn't bailed right, out some
2: way or another it worked out i mean washington Mutuals a prime example right 2008 all they did was change the name on the front to chase no one lost their money mm-hmm. there was that indy mac i don't think even mm-hmm. there where the run was on the bank i think everybody always got their money correct the one in Southern California, yeah. Absolutely. So, and yeah. you're
1: absolutely right. There I don't is think never, there has never, I don't even think with a state insured, it's ever happened, but I'm not 100% so, sure. Do I
2: feel comfortable?
1: Uh, but here's what would happen the risks are incredibly low. The risks are far lower than uh, losing money in, for example, a corporate bond fund. That's more likely than this happening because banks, big banks, the big, big, big banks, have lots and lots of capital they really do and for them to be able to buy up the client accounts of another bank with a little bit of support and payment from the FDIC you see for the FDIC to help them acquire those assets is cheaper than the FDIC paying Correct. off those assets so uh, it would take a would take a great depression type event. Greater than great, de- it would take a greater than great depression act, uh, event for 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 you to lose out. However, however, that being said, I went to bank rate and I saw three or four banks recently that were paying about the same rate. So you could spread it around, and it would, and the the spreading of money. This is another reason why we don't need crypto. I opened that Comenity account and had it funded in. Yeah, 15 it's minutes. very
2: easy today. All of this being online can move the money around, and if you needed to get it from there to wherever for your purchase. Again, pretty easy. So I guess for your own well-being, you could spread it around. The likelihood of something going wrong is pretty doggone small.
1: And this is from a guy up in my old neck of the woods, north of Colorado Springs. He's up there on, on the most infamous hill in Colorado of all hills. It's called Monument Hill. Monument Hill is uh between Denver and Colorado Springs and it's the high point wow. between Denver and Colorado Springs at about 8000 feet 7000 feet I think I don't know exactly but it is the place where the fronts pack snow in from either direction coming up from the south or coming and the Monument Hill can be incredibly frightening Monumental in the
2: winter Monumental Drive of some so kind I hope is you stayed warm saying?
1: Monumental okay. Drive in Monument oh, Colorado well folks friends neighbors countrymen thanks for being a part of what we do oh, before here on you go Real money
2: if you're listening what? watching or paying attention it's only like which five is only a few weeks from now and you're gonna be you should be joining us you should be wherever you are in your life you should you should take in retirement because yes when you're closer to retirement, there's more value, but you're going to get something out of it no matter if you're 30, 60, 90, whatever it is. There's all kinds of information on investing, retirement income, housing, long-term care, social security, a whole bunch of stuff.
1: Okay, you can skip You can skip the Medicare yeah, I guess part That's true because it'll probably be different by but the time the, you get even there. Even if you just listen
2: to Herb. That's a good time yeah, to take a break. Even if you just listen to Herb about you know protecting yourself from all the scams when there are a lot. Join us, retiremeat.com. If it, if you come virtually, it's free. If you join us in person, yeah, there's a charge because Don is making all those sandwiches and he wants to get his money back. So join us, retiremeat.com. That's Saturday, May 14th. going to be a great day.
1: I only use the best ingredients. I, the
2: mayonnaise is to die for. And, and, I'll
1: say that. And and parking is free. <laughs> you
2: kind of like that. No.
1: Tom's paying <laughs> oh, oh, for come that. come on. Tom's running a little shuttle to his house. <laughs> that's a great idea. In I the backyard, that. <laughs> runs a shuttle bus down to Maidenbauer. All right. Thanks for being a part of this. I'm Don. That's Tom talking real money
0: is provided as a public service by Appella Capital, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. That to keep the lawyers happy.